Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. I'm Dave McNeil. Uh, today we've got another one of our presenters at our conference in Richmond Hill, February 25, 26, and 27. Uh, we'd like to welcome to the podcast Jason Shim. And Jason's from Pathways to Education Canada. Welcome, Jason. Thanks, Dave. So if you can tell our listeners a little bit about your day-to-day, what you do, and what Pathways to Education is all about. So uh, Pathways to Education helps youth living in low-income communities to overcome barriers to education, uh, graduate from high school, and reach their full potential. And uh, I oversee digital at Pathways, um, which means that I have the opportunity to work with uh, all departments. And what that looks like, for example, is uh, ensuring that people have uh, a great experience on a website, uh, that they're that we are engaging folks uh, online in a meaningful way, and uh, that includes our students as well as our supporters, and also just looking at general uh, efficiencies within the organizations, uh, such as automating uh, routine tasks. Uh, I also serve as a board chair for uh, N10, uh, which is an organization that uh, supports nonprofits in using technology uh, strategically to meet their missions and community needs. So a lot of my uh, my day-to-day life is uh, living and breathing uh, technology. And can you explain to to our events people why technology needs to be a priority if it's not already? Thinking about technology, sometimes when uh, people are, uh, for example, thinking of an event, you know, they they might decide to attend the event, you know, the, the week before, the night before. However, I think anyone who who has uh, been involved uh, in uh, for planning an event or a festival, you know, there, there's so much organization that goes into it, you know, the lead up, the marketing, the planning, uh, all the logistics, the wrap up, the post event thank yous, follow ups, uh, sharing photos, uh, you know, things like that. And there's not a single part of any of that that does not touch technology in a meaningful way. It is impossible to run nearly any organization now without uh, technology uh, being a significant uh, part of it, uh, because there's such a huge online digital component in everything. And you know, I, I would say in, in our organization, uh, when we plan uh, our events as well, that uh, involves technology. And, you know, I'll, I'll take a, a quick example of allowing people to easily share that they are at your event to registration. You know, there, there's an entire online community uh, that is uh, presents, you know, these opportunities to uh, further promote and engage uh, individuals. And, uh, the reason why it's important is because when we look at efficiencies moving forward for organizations, the the way that it's going to happen exponentially is primarily going to be on the technology side of things. Uh, you know, allowing you know budgets to go further, allowing people to do more, and so that's why you know I, I think that technology definitely needs to be a priority. When I was teaching at Conestoga College, I, one of my favorite sessions was always about apps and and different technologies that help event planners and festival planners and you know the challenge to the students was to come find an app to do a 20-minute talk on it and and sort of highlight how it would benefit you and the only criteria we had was that it had to be free was best but under five dollars and it's really amazing when you get 30 students each coming up with 30 different apps that you know can do anything from place settings or how many tables and chairs you can fit into a square footage room to measuring rooms with your phone and 
and you know building that whole two box you know it changes so quick it's important to keep on top of it right mm-hmm. absolutely and i think that that's definitely uh, a challenge too in that the, the technology is changing so quickly and when, when you think about you know the cell phones that we uh, many of us carry in our, our pockets our our phones update themselves you know sometimes several times a week and uh, when we think about our, our organizations as well, you know, how how do we update our organizations accordingly? Uh, especially as you know, new apps. You know, our, our phones are updating themselves. The technology is is constantly uh, growing and evolving. And as technology grows and evolves, I, I think it's also important to to look at how organizations are in, engaging with technology. Because uh, one one of the things. Uh, that I think is important to examine is organizational structures and how um, you know they may be able to take advantage of the the new um, technologies that are uh, coming out and how they can be used on a day to day basis. You know, so so you know you bring up the example of uh, apps, and you know I, I think one of the, the interesting ones is you know I'd say ten years ago there wasn't you know a ton of uh, people necessarily using Instagram, and now it's it seems that everyone uh, kind of needs to have an Instagram account if, you know, you are running some sort of, uh, you know, public-facing event. Uh, I was speaking recently to someone who's over on the um, uh, art side of things, and they were saying to me that for artists these days, it's crucial to have an Instagram account because, you know, when you're looking for, you know, representation uh, in, you know, like a, to be showcased in a gallery or, you know, for finding new audiences, that Instagram plays a huge role in uh, things like discovering new artists. Uh, so, you know, in addition to, you know, uh, on the art world, I think definitely on the, um, you know, festival and event side of things, it's uh, definitely areas uh, for exploration and, and growth. And I know here at Festival and Events Ontario, it's funny you're talking about the Instagram. We came up with an Instagram takeover this year. Uh, you know, we started out, we we weren't really heavily into Instagram. We put out a note to all of our members and, and gave them the opportunity to take over our Instagram page. And, and you know, what started with 500 um, followers, we're now close to 1,000. And every weekend, we're getting great pictures and videos from events all across the province where we couldn't possibly, you know, with a staff of four, we couldn't possibly get what we're getting from our things so so yeah i think using those tools and 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 rethinking how you know even a tool you're using in your workplace how that might be modified or 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 how could you use that in your in your workplace and and sharing those ideas and i think that there's also a certain nimbleness that comes from you know the fact that you're able to uh, adopt Instagram and go from 500 to 1,000 uh, followers, you know, that's pretty spectacular. And you know, I think it also speaks to the nimbleness that's needed in organizations that, you know, it may be Instagram today, but, you know, it could be another platform that emerges a few years from now that, you know, we, we don't yet know what that may be. But because you know, you've already gone through the steps of you know, knowing you know, what the process is for adopting a new platform and, and figuring it out, there's a certain amount of future proofing that uh, organizations are doing as well that you know the uh, the only constant is change and that by better understanding how to uh, change rapidly you, know, you make your organization more future proof and nimble now that's part of your day-to-day job how how would you recommend that the you know someone in the festival and events world how do they keep up with that rapid change where where would you suggest they go to look 
for, for what's out there and what might be able to help them? I would say that uh, one of the uh, areas to kind of look at is, uh, you know, I uh, will definitely speak to uh, my N10 uh, as an organization uh, being uh, an organization that, that helps support uh, nonprofits in using uh, technology uh, effectively. And N10, uh, I find, you know, is a great resource uh, to learn more about uh, emerging technologies as well as how they can be used in the nonprofit uh, space. In, in addition, I, I find that I rely a lot on uh, trusted uh, contacts uh, within uh, the technology uh, space. So, you know, I, I have you know many uh, colleagues and friends who are in the nonprofit space, but also, uh, you know, speaking regularly and and reading up on things that are happening in the, the the tech world that may not be you know something that I may come across in my day to day if I were to do solely you know focused on. Uh, my uh, my industry reading, uh, you know, particular to nonprofits or uh, on the marketing side. So I, I think it's really uh, just keeping an eye out and just consuming uh, you know a lot of information about technology and, and constantly asking the question of you know how can we bring some of those uh, technologies into our organization because it, it may even seem unrelated at the time, but you know, if you kind of sit with it for a bit, you know, there may be some that, uh, that emerge. And I think that, um, you know, to give you an example, when I first encountered Twitter, it wasn't clear what it could be used for in an organizational context. And this would have been in about 2007 or so. When, when I, when I was first trying to use Twitter, um, funnily enough, it, uh, I actually used it as a way to keep my manager uh, updated on what I was doing when I was working from home. So I'd be posting on Twitter and, you know, just kind of having a a live uh, kind of broadcast of that. And over time, there was a realization that, oh, you know, this may be a way to kind of open that up to an organization account to broadcast what we're doing, uh, you know, in general. So sometimes even the things that you end up using the technology for, you may realize that there's other um, uh, use cases uh, for it that uh, that evolve over time, you know, as the the technologies mature. Jason Shim from Pathways to Education Canada is our guest. Back in just a minute with Feel on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged, and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome back to FIO on the air. Jason Shim from Pathways to Education Canada is our guest today. Jason is going to be presenting at our conference in Richmond Hill, February 25th, 26th, and 27th. And Jason's topic is Faster, Higher, Stronger, Becoming a Digital Olympian. What, what can somebody coming to, to that uh, course expect to, to take away from it, from your talk? Well, I think that uh, anyone attending the talk uh, can expect uh, prizes. <laughs> there will be uh, pictures of cats. Uh, and there will be definitely a lot of tools that uh, that people can take away. Uh, so if you're not looking for prizes or uh, pictures of cats or, or tools, you know this, this may not be the session you're looking for. But if you are 
interested in those things, um, there'll, there'll certainly be uh, a lot of uh, enjoyment to be had. I will be focused on ensuring that there are practical tools and tips that people can uh, can take away in that uh, you know, after attending, there will be things that you can take back, review, and implement fairly quickly uh, within your organizations that uh, perhaps you may not have been aware of before uh, with regards to some of the, the tools uh, and tactics. Um, I'll also be bringing uh, my experience uh, working uh, in organizations where, you know, there, uh, the department was, uh, you know, 1.25 people and I was uh, technically the 0.25 <laughs> uh, allocated to, uh, to digital, um, all the way up to I'm currently working in a department uh, of eight uh, in a, on a marketing team. And I'll bring, be bringing the lens of someone who's worked at a small team all the way up the spectrum to a, a larger team and some of the considerations around how do you execute on a digital strategy and how do you think about, you know, how do you build capacity on your team as well as what does that look like on a day-to-day basis as you uh, embed more uh, digital culture uh, in some of your strategic uh, considerations. It'll be a little bit of everything uh, from, you know, the very practical uh, kind of delivery of uh, how you can level up your, your digital uh, and technology side of things, uh, all the way to also the more strategic side of things and you know, longer term planning and what uh, folks will need to keep in mind as they want to um, you know, build their digital capacity. So if someone was coming to your session and, and wanted to be somewhat prepared, what, what would they look at in their day-to-day operation and what would they bring to that session to share with you and uh, to the others in the class? So the, the title of the, uh, the session, Faster, Higher, Stronger, part of that is uh, it's shorthand for helping uh, people identify areas in their organization that may benefit from, uh, from a digital lens or from uh, tools that can specifically speak to things that uh, digital is well suited for. So faster, um, you know, refers to, you know, faster, uh, more effective, more efficient uh, things. So, you know, what, what I would encourage people to kind of think about is, you know, are there things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis that you find quite repetitive? Uh, because if so, there is a very good likelihood that perhaps some of that can be uh, automated or, you know, there is a, a technological process, workflow, or solution that can assist in that process. So one of the things that I, I share with my team is if you find yourself doing anything on a computer uh, more than five times over, that's the time to kind of make a note uh, for our one-on-one to kind of review, okay, if you're doing this five times over, there's probably some sort of script or automation that can help uh, accelerate that. Uh, the second is higher, so raising higher revenues and looking at, you know, things around, you know, whether it be, um, you know, the, the checkout process on, on a website or uh, just making life easier for, uh, you know, people that are looking to conduct transactions with the organization or to, uh, in that regard, and or how can we do better outreach to, to raise higher revenues. So those are areas where, you know, it's worthwhile to kind of think about are there audiences where you think that you are not currently reaching that you could be, or are there audiences that you would uh, could benefit from further strengthening, um, you know, your outreach uh, to them? And uh, the last one is stronger, so building stronger relationships, and that uh, is a, a really examining 
how can you use digital to really engage with folks in a more meaningful way. So, you know, I'll, I'll be sharing, uh, you know, some tips and tactics around that. But one thing to think about is for anyone attending the session, when you think about how you engage with people who may be involved with your, uh, your festival or, or event, how strong are those relationships and how could they be strengthened on the, the digital uh, channels, uh, you know, for people to be, you know, reminded that, you know, it may be coming up or that, you know, during the planning process, uh, so that you're always top of mind and how can digital kind of further supplement that. And encompassing all of that is thinking about, you know, if you could wave the magic wand, what would be true? Um, and really starting at it from a place of looking at what is the desired outcome. And then from there, you know, there may be, you know, some potential technological solutions uh, that can help address some of those uh, desires. And your analogy of becoming a digital Olympian, I'm, I'm sure you're not referring to that. This is something you should check in on every four years or every two years. That, that is an Olympian you have to work on it day, every day. Absolutely. I, I, I truly think that, uh, you know, digital and technology, you know, like, like many other parts of an organization, is a muscle that needs to be uh, flexed. And it, it is a discipline in that, you know, it requires, you know, uh, dedicated attention as well as investment in order for it to truly uh, drive the engine of, of your organization. You want to make sure that, you know, you uh, are you know, constantly kind of looking at it and attending to um to the digital part of things, uh, because you know it will be one of the highest impact areas uh, for uh, for organizations. You know, if you're looking for a big impact with a small budget, you know, digital and technology is one of the natural places uh, to to kind of go to. And uh, I think that you know, uh, speaking to the uh, Olympian kind of analogy, is um, you know also building that community of other. Um, other folks uh, that uh, are also looking uh, to build up and uh, increase their capacity. Uh, you know, but there's there's a very um, very strong community out there of, of people who are uh, ready, willing, and able uh, to help as well. Jason Sim Shim is our guest today. We're talking about his session, Faster, Higher, Stronger, Becoming a Digital Olympian, all taking place in Richmond Hill, February 25th, 26th, and 27th. Back in just a minute with Theo on the air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. Theo on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to Theo on the Air. Jason Shim is our guest from Pathways to Education. He's one of the presenters at our conference. And Jason, one of the things in the digital world, and and we all probably, I would say, do a pretty good at, at mining data and, and filling our databases. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say, and we're probably one of those organizations that doesn't use that data to its fullest. Do you get into that or can you touch on that? Yeah, definitely. 
I, I think that uh, in, in the session, I, I will be touching upon you know some of the things that organizations have been doing for a while, but there, uh, where there's opportunities uh, to further explore. And, and one of them is definitely on the data side, you know, on the festival and events world, um, you know, I imagine, you know, you, uh, you have a lot of data that, um, you know, is related to the, uh, the event itself. But in terms of what you do with it, there, there are many opportunities that emerge that, you know, can take advantage of, you know, um, you know, some of the, the more basic elements around, uh, engagement. So, you know, take, for example, you know, if you know that someone has, uh, opened up, uh, an email, uh, which is, you know, pretty standard, um, you know, these days, um, you know, how, what do you do afterwards? Like, is there a follow-up or if uh, a person didn't take action and register, you know, what does that look like in terms of the follow-up engagement? And I, I think that, um, you know, on uh, an individual basis, that there are other ways uh, as well where you can, looking ahead, artificial intelligence is going to be rapidly uh, emerging, and, and it already is. I have no doubt that there will be software that will emerge in the next few years that will help organizations better analyze a lot of the data that they are collecting. And it may help um, unveil some of the broader questions around, you know, are there certain patterns uh, relating to, you know, how people are registering for your events or where they're registering from to further uh, assist in um, helping, you know, grow revenues or attendance um, in, in those areas. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be touching on, uh, on some of those areas around, uh, you know, data and, you know, uh, what you can do with that or what the, uh, the potential and opportunities uh, may be. So a lot of information for our listeners, and we, we never want to give away too much because we want you to join us and network and, and, and get the experience firsthand. Jason, if anybody had any questions for you prior to our conference, what would be the best way to reach you? Yes, the, the best way to reach me would be through email. So that would be uh, jshim at pathwayscanada.ca. And I certainly encourage anyone listening uh, who is planning on attending to please email me uh, any of your questions that you would like uh, addressed uh, you know, during the session. Or e even if uh, there are certain areas that you would like covered, um, you know, I uh, am happy to to take that into consideration and you know I, I do read every single email that comes through so i i welcome that uh. well jason we look forward to seeing you in richmond hill thank you very much for joining us today on fio on the air thanks for having me if you would like to find out more information about jason's session or any other session that we're offering at our conference simply go to fioconference.com look under presenters and uh, all the information is there and uh, and we look forward to seeing you all in richmond hill february 25th 26th and 27th of 2020 you've been listening to feel on the air thanks for listening to feel on the air the voice of festivals and events in ontario Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca.